Welcome to the RYR Endurance Team Podcast. We are grateful that you've chosen to tune in and listen. If you are a runner, aspiring runner, triathlete, or aspiring triathlete, you are in the right place. We love sharing what we know about these sports. If you like what you hear, you can always learn more by contacting us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or by visiting our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening. Top of the morning to you. How are you, Coach? I'm doing great. Me too. I had a good run this morning. Well, tell me about your run this morning. Well, I met a buddy of mine, and we just had a easy conversational pace run. It was good to catch up with him. Nothing nothing hard, just casual. Yep. I reconnected with Kelly this morning on my run. Haven't run with her in quite a while. She's kind of taken a little break and I've been in some heavy training cycles, but today worked out great. We did an easy four or five miles together and just enjoyed catching up. Yeah. Yesterday after running with Jacob, my Achilles was a little bit tender and I've been dealing with Achilles injuries for many years. It comes and goes, but it flared up on me yesterday, so I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to run today. So we ran a lap around the neighborhood, and then I gave my buddy the all clear, and we headed out down the road for a little bit longer run. But just having this nagging little injury that doesn't seem to cause me a lot of problems, but it causes me to question whether I'll be able to train today. I think it just helps me keep in perspective that every day is a blessing. I agree. Any day that I can get out there and run, I need to count it as a blessing and count it as a gift. I think it's easy to take it for granted. I see on Facebook group posts often, I need some motivation. Tell me how you stay motivated. And I usually just don't engage in things like that because I want to say, count your blessings. It's such a blessing to be able to run. But we do take things for granted when things are going well, I believe. Yeah, and we struggle with our athletes when they are injured and we pray for their health. And and yes, it is such a blessing and it is easy to take for granted. I also made it back to the swimming pool this week. Yeah, how did that go? Well, actually, this was the second week, but it went well. I'm just taking it easy. Just easy laps, just enjoying getting in the water. I don't have any triathlon plans right now, but swimming is just good for all-around fitness, and I'm enjoying it. But my timing is not the best. I took a break after our summer vacation to Florida. I had a little niggle in my shoulder, So I've decided to take a little bit of time off of swimming, and that became a month, and then it became two months. And now I'm excited to be going back to the pool. Well, it's also the beginning of high school swim season, so I'm having to coordinate when I go around when the high school teams will be occupying most of the lanes. Well, I'm going to tell you your best bet is going to be lunchtime, because the children that are swimming are in school on your lunch break. Yes, lunchtime is a great time to go to the pool, but I haven't tried that this go-around. I've been doing it early in the morning before work, but not 
as soon as the pool opens. As soon as the pool opens, there's a rush and then people get finished swimming and make their way to work. And then I sneak in and do my swim and I can still be at work at 7.30. Yeah, well, if that works, that's good. And then you can actually enjoy lunch. Yes, I can. And my lunch takes a long time. I feel like when you and I start making our lunch at the same time, that I can make my lunch, eat my lunch, wash my dishes, and watch two TV shows, and you're still making your lunch. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It does take you a long time to prepare that very healthful salad. There are a lot of ingredients that go into my salad. I notice nuts, like walnuts and almonds, and I notice avocados and apples and spinach. And then it seems like the other vegetables rotate and very random. And then if we have some fresh grilled chicken in the refrigerator, you'll throw that in and every once in a while I smell tuna. So I'm assuming sometimes you throw some tuna in there as well. I spice it up with some tuna occasionally. (laughs) And there's always hummus on top as well. That's true. And raisins? Do you have raisins in there? Oh, yes. I'm a big fan of raisins. Raisins in my oatmeal for breakfast, raisins in my salad for lunch. And do you put any kind of salsa on it? I know you don't eat dressings, but do you just eat it dry? Or is the hummus enough? The hummus is enough. And the avocado is enough. Okay. Together, those add a little flavor. Yeah. When I make a salad, which it's been a little bit less lately, I haven't been on a salad kick as much, but I like to mash up some avocado with some salsa and add a little bit of Himalayan pink salt, and I think that makes a fine, healthy dressing. You are a fan of Himalayan pink salt. You have to be careful about salsa, though. Did you know that many of the canned salsas at the grocery store have added sugar. I did not know that. Yes. So before you bring the salsa home, read the label because there are a bunch of good ones out there. But I'm telling you, these manufacturers can sneak in unwanted sugars. Speaking of salsa, I created a recipe for soup last week. You created it? I did. I thought you researched it on some weird app and didn't like it. Or is it that was a different soup? recipe. Okay. All right. So here's my recipe. I've got a large can of diced tomatoes. I've got one cup of brown rice, a whole jar of salsa. I did not check if it had sugar in it. A taco seasoning package. And then a can of black beans, kidney beans, and northern beans. And I think that's it. Put that in the crock pot and it was delicious. How long did you cook it in the crock pot to have the rice get soft? Cooked it on high for four or five hours. Okay. And then you didn't you didn't pre-cook the rice. You just put the grains not, in there. I did not pre-cook the rice. And when you say rice, are you getting long grain brown rice? Yes. You're so healthy. It was delicious. I offered you some, but you didn't try it. I did not try it. I didn't know what was in it, and I didn't know what spices and flavorings you put in it. So I'm always a little bit worried about unintentionally eating gluten, which wreaks havoc. And we don't want to do that. We don't. But it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So on our last podcast, I had mentioned that I was looking forward to watching Iron Man California. How'd that go for you? I went to Facebook and brought up Iron Man Now. now Iron Man Now. On Sunday of last week. Only that was a misnomer. It was not Iron Man Now. They did have live coverage 
of a Iron Man never of a storm overcoming Northern California. I was trying to put ourselves in the shoes of the athletes that were out there. First of all, it wasn't a qualifying race, so anyone could sign up and do the race. But we live thousand miles from California. <laughs> yeah, we would have to fly with our bicycles or use bike transport. That's not a distance we would be comfortable driving. So we likely would have left our small town on Thursday. At least Thursday. At the latest. Because so vacation day for you, Thursday and Friday from work, and then hotel expense, flight expense, then do all your checking in on Friday, getting your bike in transition on Saturday. Wake up Sunday morning and getting ready because it was Sunday morning when they canceled it, right? Yes. So your bike has been outside in the storm overnight and you find out the race is canceled. Right. And you've given up vacation days at work, a minimum of two, and now maybe three because you're a thousand miles away from home on a Sunday. You've got to get back. You've got to get back home. So you're probably missing Monday and you're four or five nights of hotels. That is an expensive letdown. But I think Iron Man did the right thing canceling that. It would not have been safe, especially for the age group athletes to compete in those severe conditions. Oh, I don't fault Iron Man. I'm just putting myself, I'm trying to provide empathy for the athletes because some of our listeners may have been out there, but not only was it an expensive non-race, think of all the hours of training leading up to that one day. But hey, people always say it's the journey, not the destination. Mm, yeah. Well, I did hear that Iron Man offered for the pro men to go to Ironman Florida, which is November the 6th. But I have not heard a resolution on the age group athletes. Yeah, I think that's going to make Ironman Florida a little bit more exciting because I think there will be a more competitive pro field there as a result of California being canceled. Definitely. I know you've been looking at hotels and flights thinking about sneaking off to Ironman Florida next weekend, but did you decide you're just going to stay home and watch Ironman now with me? I think I will. <laughs> so we actually have an athlete competing in that, so excited. His training has gone well, and we're excited to see how that unfolds for him. He is like a caged lion who just cannot wait to get out onto the starting line. He's hungry. We're having to hold him back. I feel like right now we need Ellie in here to give her cute little roar. She is something else. <laughs> so in today's podcast, I thought we would talk about meeting the athlete where he or she is at. I think that's a timely topic. You don't know this, but I received a Facebook message today from, I think I've talked about her before. She's a friend of mine on Facebook that I just met through a triathlon and running group and right now she is not coached so when things go awry on a plan she'll go to the internet and surf the web and find a plan and download it and things will go well until they don't and so she is about two weeks out from her second marathon and she's sick 
So she has missed, which she's entering. I mean, if you're going to get sick, there's really no great time to get sick. But the first week of a taper is probably a good time (laughs) to do that anyway. And so I guess that's the downside of a canned plan is if you can't execute it as written, you start getting confused on what to do and how to bridge from one week to the next. So I've been going back and forth with her a little bit through direct messaging and I think we've got her set up and ready to roll. So I'm always happy to help out friends and athletes who are in a sticky spot. Yeah, there's a lot of stress when things don't go right and you can't stick to your plan. Unless you have somebody to really help you through that. And a lot of it's mental too, just worrying about, oh my goodness, I didn't execute as it's written. Does that mean I'm not going to be ready for my race? And that also reminds me of our athlete who's doing Ironman Florida. Totally different perspective. Healthy, well-trained, but wanting to do every workout hard. So we're having to work with that athlete to focus on race day and not on breaking records today. Back to the topic of the podcast, just meeting the athlete where they are. Yeah, I'm just talking about that specific athlete. I think he's learning because he went out last Sunday when he was supposed to do a nice, easy run and pretty much busted out a half marathon at race pace. Yeah, signed up for a half marathon intending to go easy well things did not go as planned and he finished fourth overall he busted a move but then when he needed to do the bike work the next day the legs weren't there so we had to adjust things sometimes we have to adjust things on the fly for our athletes when they get a little zealous but it's a learning process and we don't mind working with each athlete. Yeah, it's a learning process for us to get to know each athlete. And the longer that we've worked with an athlete, the better that we'll be able to meet them where they're at. Right. And it's funny, too, because we have athletes like that on one end of the spectrum that are just busting a move and doing too much. And then we have other athletes on the other end of the spectrum that we're trying to pull tricks out of the hat to get them out the door consistently because for some people that's just the struggle. Can I lace up my shoes? Can I put on my bike helmet? Can I get to the pool? What can I do today or what can we do each day to help them want to get out? Which obviously they want to get out the door or they wouldn't have hired a coach. Right. So thinking about another athlete, one of our athletes finished the Boston Marathon. Spent almost three weeks ago at the time of this recording and she has a marathon coming up in February where she is hoping to get another qualifying time for Boston. Well, that's about 16 weeks out from now. So she's biting at the bit to jump right back in to serious training and her legs just aren't ready yet. So as coaches, we're having to work with her to focus on the end game, which is getting to the starting line healthy and focus on recovery right now, base building. We'll get to the hard stuff later. The worst thing that could happen is to develop an injury. I think the hardest thing to do, especially for our seasoned athletes, is to get them to go into a nice recovery cycle because as athletes, our mindset is we want to keep getting better. And I know Garmin's slogan is beat yesterday and 
sometimes it's just more beneficial to allow the body the time it needs to recover. And then when you get back into a heavy training cycle, you're equipped and ready to absorb the workload. So if we have an athlete that's getting out there every day and their legs are tired and they're not feeling strong even on their easy days, we know they are both physically and mentally ready for a recovery cycle. Now, I know we've talked about this too before, but that's why when our athletes just jump in and schedule races without kind of working with us on it, it's hard for us to work in the appropriate periodization throughout the year where they can get a recovery cycle and then another good training block. Yeah, two thoughts. One, when an athlete is going through this recovery period after their big event, running is the most stressful on the body. So if an athlete just isn't comfortable with complete rest, then going to the pool or spinning on the bike is a great way to help the body recover and then also address that exercise fix that we sometimes need. Yeah, and sometimes mentally, it's just nice for our athletes to get outside, especially if the weather's nice, get outside and take a walk, maybe with a spouse or with a cute little animal that they like to walk. We don't we don't own animals, so we're not we're not dog walkers, but some people really enjoy that. So, but just getting outside and continuing to enjoy the ability to move in some way. That reminds me of one of our athletes who is working through not stopping to walk during a run. And some days she's successful, some days she's not. But on one of her runs recently, she said, I just had to stop to hug this cute little dog. Yeah, she's made that comment several times over the last couple of years. It's really kind of funny. So I added a comment to some of her workouts. Make sure that the one dog you hug is the cutest one you're going to see today. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So that you don't feel like you need to stop twice. <laughs> so if she's looking at a dog and go, mm, I might see a cuter one. Keep going. That's hilarious. The other thing I was going to say is one of our athletes has been doing some long-range planning and suggested four or five potential races next year and sent us that list and you and I discussed it, thought about it, and made some recommendations. With that much thought in advance, we can work in that periodization so that he has a good training cycle, a quality race, some recovery, get ready for the next race. Yeah, but I want to go back to the dog thing. Okay. (laughs) I'm really stuck on this dog thing. So we recently onboarded an athlete, maybe within the last couple of weeks. And we always, I mean, we love all of our athletes, but it's just so much fun to get to know the personalities. And when an athlete comes on brand new, we don't know what to expect at all. But we were looking through her training log and she was using different codes and normally just because we've been around triathlon and running so long we can figure out abbreviations for just about anything but at the end of each she actually took screenshots of her or not screenshots she took pictures of her actual paper log that she keeps and at the end she tallies up her total mileage so maybe let's say she ran 35 miles in a week and then it had a a D like 2.5 and a B 7.6. I'm thinking, 
Okay, that must be miles. It doesn't add up to the total mileage, but what is D and B? And I couldn't figure it out. So when we were talking with her via Zoom on the onboarding meeting, I was like, I really hate to admit, but I just don't know what this running lingo is. And it was the initials of her two dogs. She keeps track of how many miles per week her dogs run, I guess, so she doesn't overwork the pups. I guess so. (laughs) And one of her dogs is pretty good at running. And that same dog is really good at singing, too. You did show that to me on (laughs) Facebook or Instagram. I don't remember. That was hilarious. So another one of our athletes just this morning reached out to us and said, Hey, I'm sick. What do I need to do? I've got this two-hour run I'm supposed to do today. And you and I agreed, rest. Yes, and we also suggested the athlete go get a test just because we are in the middle of a pandemic. And it seems like right now when people are not feeling well, we, I will say myself, I I would prefer to self-diagnose and go, oh, it's this or it's that. But honestly, if it's any symptoms like a head cold or a cough or a fever, then I would just prefer to get tested. And if I am positive for the coronavirus, then I just want to stay away from people to not spread it. This athlete did. They uh, got tested this morning, and I guess they did the rapid test because texted us a little bit later and said, I do not have COVID. So that was good news, and hopefully it's just allergies and be able to get them back on track when they're feeling a little bit better. Yeah, and this particular athlete is two weeks out from his big race of the year. Yeah. So been training well. Can't wait to see how that goes. A little bit of time recovering from this illness now is much better than trying to run through it and causing this illness to linger for a week. And he will be that much closer to race day. I've said this several times before in this podcast. We want you to get to the starting line healthy. Yeah, you can have a little bit of a head cold like a little bit hard breathing and you can get out and run but to me if it gets anywhere below the head and you can feel anything in the throat or the lungs you definitely just need to take time off rest and the day you think you're healthy enough to run again maybe take another day or two because there's been so many athletes just prolong an illness by not giving their body the rest so that it can get well. We had an athlete today, just today, and I guess we could talk about a bunch of athletes just today because we pretty much interact with all our athletes every day, but really wondering about race day nutrition and how to practice that. And I guess kind of we brought it to the forefront because we asked this athlete to track the nutrition consumed today. And as we looked at it, it just did not seem like nearly enough carb calories to sustain a marathon. And we're talking about the calories consumed during the run. During, yes, specifically during the run, yes. And so we're a little bit careful with this because some athletes don't want help in any area of nutrition and some athletes want all the help in all areas of nutrition and then anywhere in between. But you had kind of reached out and said, hey, I noticed this is how many carb calories you were consuming or grams of carbs. I can't remember which way you phrased it this week, but it was substantially lower than what we thought would be sustainable. Anyway, an athlete responded positively and very open to trying a new plan. So 
we went in and altered the long run plan for next week to include a nutrition plan. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Because we also say nothing new on race day. So the more you can practice race day nutrition in those long runs, especially if you're doing long runs with a progression or a decent effort in it, it's nice to see how your gut handles the carbs under a load. Yeah, and that's something else that athletes do not get if they download a 16-week plan off the internet. They're not going to get nutrition assistance to help them succeed on race day. And the nutrition you consume on race day is going to help you get to the finish line, but it's also going to set you up for recovery after the race too, if you haven't starved yourself. Yeah, and that's the exact same thing, especially if you're training for an iron distance or half iron distance race or a half marathon marathon. If you're not during these hard training sessions, providing your body with the calories and nutrition that it needs, say during a four-hour bike ride, you're probably going to get through that one four-hour bike ride just fine, but it's going to have a negative impact on all of your following workouts if you don't properly fuel during those long and hard efforts, especially those long bike rides. Not only is it important to practice for race day, but just giving your body what it needs for that amount of work. It's a good point, coach. Yes, and I've had a saying that I've used for myself for years and years and years. Today's workout is only as good as my ability to do tomorrow's workout. Yeah, and that's so true. That's the same concept too, is in a Ironman or a half Ironman, the bike is only as good as what you can do with your run afterward. Because there's, we've talked about this before, there's no such thing as an amazing bike leg and a terrible run leg. Aside from if you get injured during the run, you could have executed the bike well and the run well and things go wrong. But in general, if you're walking at mile 16, you overbiked. Yes, overbiked or didn't properly handle the heat. Or didn't take in the proper nutrition. Or got out too ambitiously on the run. All the things. Yeah, and and those are things that your 16-week plan aren't going to help you prepare for. Yeah. So we have another athlete, actually our youngest athlete on the team at the moment, just came off of a pretty good cross-country season. She's still kind of young on her team, but getting better and better. And it's just kind of going to be a recovery cycle for her right now, but then preparing her for between cross-country season and track season. So it's just really fun to see her energy and excitement and her desire to get better. With the young ones like that and the shorter races, we don't talk a whole lot about nutrition. It's mostly just her workouts, but it's fun to see her motivated and want to do well. Yeah, it's been interesting working with her during her cross-country season because we don't want to interfere at all with her team coach. But what we have done is we have researched the courses that she's running and made suggestions on race strategy and then provided an analysis of her execution on race day. And she knocked it out of the park at her state meet. Very proud of how she 
developed over the course of the season and finished very strong. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see her path develop. That reminds me of, and she's a local athlete, so we do see her every once in a while. And we went to a trail run last weekend. I was planning on taking it easy, just having fun. But I told her that I was going to be behind her. And if I caught up to her, I was going to make her work hard. Well, with about a half mile to go, Jacob and I caught up to her. And I yelled up ahead, here we come. And I'm sure she knew who it was, but she didn't speed up. And then this young lady. About her age. About her age passed her. (laughs) And I yelled up again, race for the pickaxe. Because the top 10 in this event win a pickaxe. I'm not sure what you're going to do with a pickaxe. But she wanted a pickaxe. So when I said that, she turned on the afterburners and went around this other young lady. And she finished really strong. She's got a killer sprint. And she had it again at this race. Just fun to watch. Yeah, she's a bundle of energy. And when she decides to, those legs can roll. As it turns out, the young lady she passed also was in the top 10 and got a pickaxe, but she didn't know that at the time. It was nice and motivational. Yes. (laughs) Good times. We have an athlete right now who has not run in a couple of weeks just due to a little bit of an injury that at one point had been pretty bad and had gotten better and running well and just an excellent swimmer and just... A great all-around athlete, but we're just being extra careful with her right now. So this week we're assigning the dreaded pool running. So she did that for the first time today, and I haven't been on yet to actually see if she's commented on that yet, but hopefully that went well. And pool running, I know some people think it's overrated and not that great of an activity. I just feel like both mentally and physically... It is a great way to somewhat continue running without the impact. If you do it correctly, you can really concentrate on form and get that good focus. And we've talked about speeding up the cadence to simulate speed work and that type of activity. So, you know, we have athletes just like the broader running community and triathlon community. We have athletes that deal with injury and We help them navigate it, and we hate it for the athlete. And we pray for their recovery. We do. And then we also know that God has an ultimate plan. We don't know why everything happens. We don't know why it happens, and we don't understand the timing of things. But we do know that if we've given our lives to Him, that He is there to care for us even better than a loving earthly father. I mean, I just think about you and I and everything that we do and want for Ellie, our grandchild. And sometimes she's not really thrilled with some of the decisions that we make for her. But, you know, she's 20 months old. She doesn't understand why she can't just run out into the street or touch the burner or (laughs) a million things I can think of. She doesn't understand why she has to lay down and be inconvenienced to get her diaper changed. (laughs) She doesn't know why I say no when she throws her food on the floor. (laughs) But I still say it. Well, the problem there is we don't have Milo at our house. Mm -hmm. Sometimes 
it's to her advantage to drop something on the floor at her own house because her little furry sibling benefits from that. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about another athlete who recently made a comment about wanting us to analyze his swim technique. So he's going to try to get his wife to videotape him at the pool from the front and from the side and provide us that video so that we can tailor his drills and come up with different workouts to help meet him where he's at. Yeah, I've been thinking about it with these videos we analyze. I'm thinking we need to have an athlete, we need the footage taken at the like in their first 25 what their form is like and then have them do a hundred and have the video taken in the last 25 because I think athletes would be shocked at how much form breaks down when fatigue sets in yeah that's a good point so I, I was reading through the comments today and I had seen where he had talked about that and I was thinking hmm I wonder if we should get a fatigued and a non-fatigued state so something to think about in our future video analysis but the most important thing is is can they find the proper form and if they can find it when they're not fatigued then we can work on sustaining it right but videoing is eye-opening i mean we have athletes all the time that'll say uh that is not at all in my mind what i look like when i'm swimming right (laughs) and video analysis can also be helpful for running and cycling as well. For cycling, we can see the body position on the bike and make a recommendation to go get a professional bike fit if it's obvious that the fit is inappropriate. But then on the run, sometimes runners find themselves doing more of a shuffle than a run, and it can be eye-opening to the runner and to the coach to see that and make some recommendations on how to move away from shuffling to more of a forward movement running style. Right, and uh, we have come a long way in providing visualization strategies for athletes because there can be so much to think about that it's overwhelming, but if we can just say, okay, on today's run, here's the only thing we want you to think about, and then we can give them something to visualize and think about. And I think it's making a difference in a couple of our athletes. And one of our athletes, I think it's more just out of habit. When this athlete runs alone, the cadence and pace and heart rate look really good at an easy pace. But then when this athlete gets with a group, his cadence gets sloppy and pace gets slower and there is definite benefits to group running but you want to make sure you're in a group that's not altering your form and inhibiting your progress and we dedicated an entire podcast to running with friends earlier in the year and we made some suggestions to one of our athletes this week that they could implement the workout that we had prescribed even with friends, if they would just loop back around to regroup with their friends or just communicate with your friends because they may do the workout with you. They may. And even if they can't keep the same pace, it's very easy to regroup during the recoveries. So I've been training with Jacob, who has his big half marathon in a couple of weeks. 
And I've been nursing some injuries since December of last year. And it's apparent now that my fitness is not going to allow me to race with him. So I'm disappointed in that. But I am going to be part of his cheering section with his wife, Shelby. Well, she was practically begging you last Sunday to... Well, she wasn't. She was really hoping you would be a part of the fan plan and help her out. But I don't think you told her that, that you were going to do that. Well, I missed any hints of that nature. (laughs) But I decided on one of the runs this week with Jacob that I have no incentive to run. So I think I will be part of the cheering section. But where I was going with that... Jacob is faster than I am right now, but he is very focused on his own improvement. So when he's doing his 15-minute threshold runs at 5.30 in the morning, he's getting a substantial lead on me, but he turns around and comes back and finds me. We do the recoveries together, and then he takes off again. So the majority of the run, we're together, but for a small amount of the time, He is doing what he needs to do for his fitness improvement. So I was going until I realized how much Shelby wanted you to fan plan with her. I was going to suggest that you do the hour and 50 minute pace group because that would be an easy pace for you. And they are still looking for a pacer for the one hour, 50 minute. So any listeners out there, if you are interested in running the Wendell Foster Half Marathon and you have no desire to race it and you would typically finish well under an hour 50, you should contact the race director and volunteer to do the one hour 50 minute pace group because you get a really cute, it's a pretty blue this year, a light blue pace team shirt. And then when you finish, you get the medal and you get all the race bling the, the nice hat and the shirt. And it's just a great cause. It's a local organization that does great things for a lot of people. Circling back to what you were talking about earlier, where an athlete has better cadence and better pacing and the heart rate looks good when running by herself, but she seems to struggle more when she's running with a group. When I was running with my friend this morning, he had a lot to talk about. Just talk, 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 talk. And I was enjoying it. I was eating it up because we were passing the time. The pace was quicker than I normally do an easy run. But about halfway through the run, he said, I've got to stop. I'm just exhausted. I said, well, is it your legs or is it your heart and lungs? It's my heart and lungs. I said, well, you've been talking for the last half hour. So we stopped. We walked a little bit. He caught his breath, and then we continued on. But I just wonder if that's part of the reason why this athlete struggles in a group. She's got a lot to talk about. Yeah, I don't know if it's that or if the group just doesn't go at a pace that's conducive to good form for her. I just don't know the answer to that. Well, we could make this podcast go on and on just on this week's comments with our athletes. But I think we've shared a lot of information and I would just like to invite anyone who's listening to this. If you would like to have a coach, let us know. Reach out to us and we'd be happy to set up a Zoom call. You can interview us and see if we'd be a good match. We would 
love the opportunity to get to know you. It's always fun working with all athletes, but new athletes as well. It's a blessing. So what Bible verse do you have for us today? I've been working my way through the book of Psalms, and the scripture that stood out to me this week was from Psalm 68, verses 19 and 20. And it says, Blessed be the Lord, who daily bears us up. God is our salvation. Our God is a God of salvation. And to God the Lord belong deliverances from death. That's an awesome promise. At RYR Endurance Team, we specialize in customized coaching. What is customized coaching? It's more than a training plan. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. So what are your goals? What are you training for? Contact us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or visit us on our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.